Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, the university where you learn everything going on in the world of pop culture and see what life lessons you can get from it for your own lives, because they're not just celebrities, they're you and me, and it's not just pop culture, it is our culture. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for joining. Everyone is welcome here, even the bisexuals, especially the bisexuals, even the furries, especially the furries. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. This is a PhD level class, so you better be ready to absorb all the pop culture information, the tea. You better be, resu- be ready to guzzle the tea that I'm about to give you because it is fucking hot. So this is a one-man podcast, so sometimes when this one man is going through a lot of shit, I cannot always be on time and that is why this episode was delayed by one day because you guys hollywood right now is the fucking ghetto everything i've dealt with this week living in west hollywood like a hurricane an earthquake on the same day i now have a spider infestation in my apartment that has left me with welts uh we're gonna get into more crazy shit that i've been going through living in hollywood this week and why maybe if you do get internet fame you could move to like new york or austin texas or somewhere else we're just gonna get into everything as well as some crazy fucking tea about all of the pop girls lives who are falling apart because i am on the same wavelength as all these pop girls right now their lives are falling the hell apart well not just the pop girls all the pop stars we're talking about justin bieber miley cyrus britney spears ariana grande um demi lovato hallie bailey billy eilish All your favorite pop stars, their lives are falling apart. And then we need to talk about three major conspiracy theories that are surrounding all of these catastrophic events going on in pop girls' lives. So three crazy conspiracy theories. You're going to love them. In previous episodes, when I would do conspiracy theories, my students would always ask for more conspiracy theories. And I know it is definitely something that everyone wants to hear about and get a little scared and creeped out, but in the best, most exciting way. So students, before we get into this episode of PCU, make sure you rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a cute little review, make sure to respond to the question in the comments so I can read your response at the end of all the episodes and you can hear your own stories in Pop Culture University and your fellow students and all of that. But without further ado, face forward, get in your seats, pay attention because Pop Culture University... (laughs) is beginning. Okay, class, so we're going to start off with some fun, lighthearted tea about the pop girls for the Bell Ringer segment of the day. The Bell Ringer is just the easier, more digestible, but still scathing hot tea that's going to get you revved up and ready to consume all the crazier tea we're going to get to later in the episode. It is the icebreaker. It's the foreplay, if you will. So the foreplay for today is everyone is releasing music this week. The Billboard chart competition is going to be stiff as hell it is going to be the hunger games whoever comes out on top with the number one next week is going to be the victor because let's get in to all the competition so first we have drake is releasing a whole new album wait what's it called i'm so sick of drake if we're just being honest here i feel like he's allowed to drop seven billion albums a year but if taylor swift drops four everyone says she's so insane and she's an attention whore how, how do you spell champagne? 
Champagne Poppy. Oh my God. I was spelling it. I was spelling champagne like the university I used to go to. I went to the University of Urbana Champagne. So it's called For All the Dogs. Oh God, that already sounds awful. As we know, I think Drake hates women. I have a whole podcast episode called Drake Hates Women. So I'm sure it's For All the Dogs or AKA his incel minions who are going to love that album. I sometimes like Drake. I, I, I don't, I think he's the problem in any relationship he's in, any public beef he's in. I think he's the problem. I'll never forget the one time he said he poured hot sauce into a condom to kill the sperm inside of it so someone couldn't baby trap him, which is honestly smart. So maybe there's a little bit we can learn from Drake. But anyway, Nicki Minaj is going to be on this album. And that's the first collab they've done in many, many years. I'm not sure exactly how many years, but it's been a long time since they've given us a serve. And they are an iconic duo, Young Money. What, what do I feel like the last one they did was No Frauds? And I love no frauds. Um, um, what's what's the lyrics? Back to back. Oh, you mean bad to whack? Back to back. Me and Drizzy laughed at that. They say numbers don't matter. But when they discuss in the Kings, they turn around and say LeBron ain't got six rings. So that's going to be a slay. Uh, but Drake is hard competition. He's stiff competition he last time he dropped an album which is when taylor swift was releasing midnights yeah he's already putting out a new one um he got almost all the top 10 spots except number 10 and number one because <laughs> taylor swift with anti-hero got number one you can't get rid of her bitch she is the ultimate spengali drake can't even spell that so Taylor Swift is hopefully going to be number one next week because Cruel Summer is still climbing on the charts. Even though it's a four-year-old song, she is one of the contenders for the winner of the Hunger Games next week. So I hope she beats him again and he throws another fit. When Taylor beat him last time, he posted the Billboard charts, but he put a bunch of like sassy emojis over her number one spot and her name on the chart, totally dissing her. And I thought they were friends because Taylor Swift had that lyric in... What song is it? It's coming to me. It's coming to me. I forgot that you existed. And I couldn't get away from ya. In my feelings more than Drake, so yeah. Yeah, she even gave you a shout out. Thus immortalizing you in the iconic Taylor Swift catalog discography. And this is the thanks she gets. Any man who dares to rise up against the name of Taylor Swift will be struck down by the Lord. They will feel her vengeance. And we're going to get into other men who have been shucking down by Taylor Swift this week. But anyway, I'll stop talking about them. Next, Selena Gomez. Selena, she's kind of seen as an underdog in the music industry sometimes, but you got to keep an eye out for Selena because her streaming numbers are fucking crazy. And she's coming in hot with this new single. It's called Single Soon. Ooh, sounds sassy. I hear that it's like a pop song. It's going to be very radio-friendly pop. So you know she's coming for that big number one and she's already on the charts with calm down so i feel like with the whole selena love train going on and the let's put Haley bieber's decapitated head on a stick campaign people are going to stream their hearts out so i could actually see her getting the number one miley cyrus with her new song used to be young she's really promoting the song as if it's like her magnum opus as if it's the best thing she's ever done since the hoedown throwdown she's been posting all the lyrics online as if it's written by 
Shakespeare himself. And the lyrics are, I know I used to be crazy. I know I used to be fun. You say I used to be wild. I say I used to be young. She she is young. I think I've said in this podcast before, I hate when people age themselves. Like, please do not age yourself. You are still young. I get what she means. Like, she used to be, like, really, really young and in her party crazy phase. But, girl, you are young. You look better than you ever have in your whole life. So, yeah, we're going to talk about how Miley Cyrus is in a cult later in this episode. She's brainwashed. She's in a cult. We need to help her. That's one of the conspiracy theories. So stick around for that. Um, Ariana Grande is dropping the 10th anniversary of yours truly. Convenient timing. The first time she's picked up a microphone in two years is when the home wrecking slut accusations are going on. She's a home wrecker. She's a slut. She got death threats filling up semi trucks. That's what everyone is saying. So she was like, hmm, how about I give these gays on the internet something else to focus on? She said, focus on something else. Fo- fo- focus on something else. <laughs> So yeah, good for Ariana. I'm really excited though. She usually doesn't give a shit about her album anniversaries or single anniversaries. Truly, I think she does love yours truly though. So I think it will just be so nostalgic to see her sing those songs and it will fill my Arianator heart because she is my number one fave. I'll defend her until the end. And you know, I'm going to stream the fuck out of that. I might buy the vinyl. Do you guys buy vinyls? I feel like it's so the thing to do. It's like you only bought vinyls if you're a hundred years old now or if you're Gen Z. It's so the Gen Z thing to do, but I just don't have a record player. I'd rather just buy a poster of the album. You know, I'm never going to use the fucking vinyl. I I bought one vinyl. It was an Ava Max vinyl and I left it in the car and it totally warped and looked like a Frisbee. Like it just looked so fucked up afterwards. So maybe I shouldn't own vinyls. That's why I can't have nice things. But Ariana is also coming out with a foundation line. There's going to be 60 different shades and I th- I've heard she's tested all of them on herself. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's so 2016, Ariana. The next person who's rumored to be dropping is Olivia Rodrigo. Miss Vampire. Bad idea, right? Both her songs are doing really well that she's put out from this new album. Both landed in the top 10. She's actually the first artist ever to have all six of her first singles be in the top 10. That's really, really, really crazy and impressive. So Olivia's never one to underestimate. And she already got number one with Vampire. So we'll see if she can pull out on top from all these veterans. Uh, Lastly, Iggy Azalea is threatening to release music on Friday as well. (laughs) No, I love Iggy Azalea. I only made that little joke there because of the Tory Lanez thing. But I really do love her. And I'm an Azalean till the end. I'm an Azalean from the planet... Iggytopia. I am obsessed with her. Whatever planet she came from in the Pretty Girls music video with Britney Spears, who we're also going to discuss a crazy, scary as fuck conspiracy theory about today. I'm from that planet. Uh, But do you know why they're all releasing on August 25th? Do you know why everyone is releasing on August 25th? It's because they were all scared to go up against the person who released last Friday. The real queen of pop who they all know would have bulldozed them. And that's Addison Ray. I've got nothing on but the radio. And I've got nothing on for tonight. I've got nothing on but the radio. I still think I'm a better singer than her, but I do love her new EP. It's genuinely fantastic. 
It's incredible. Her vocals are so much better than they were on Obsessed. And she has a Charlie XCX collab. Like, she is coming for pop superstardom. And I truly think we could see a massive rise in Addison Rae because of how much people are fanning over and adoring her new five-track EP. And people used to hate when TikTokers would release music. Like, absolutely despise, shit on them, bully them. And that's why Addison quit for a while after Obsessed. She literally said in a Vogue interview, because you guys, she got to be on Vogue because of her new EP drop. Um, In her Vogue interview, she said that she quit her music career for a while because of the outroar of a negative response to Obsessed. Because you trolls, I know my students wouldn't do that. And even if you did, I love you. But And I forgive you because even I was kind of like on the hate train of TikToking singers. But um, just the trolls online were coming after her so hard. Pitchfork, which is like a nasty, mean-spirited music review outlet who people like notoriously have beef with. I think Halsey tweeted one time that she wants whatever basement Pitchfork has ran out of to collapse already (laughs) but they said addison ray's unreleased tracks leaked and began spreading online resurrected by queer pop culture obsessives so us who noticed her hanging out with charlie xcx and listening to burial and arca i don't know who burial is this smidge of subcultural status combined with slightly more compelling vocals from ray (laughs) were just enough for those poptimists to say wait this is kind of a serve and they gave it a nine. Isn't that absurd? That's higher than the weekend's whole discography. I would maybe find the nearest cliff if someone described my vocals as slightly more compelling vocals. <laughs> but yeah, it got two million streams on the first day. So I'm very excited for all of this. But yeah, that's the bell ringer for today, students. Who are you most excited for? Who do you want to win? um who do you think deserves more number ones more chart success let me know because i could talk about this for hours Okay, so something really insane that we must talk about now is how Billie Eilish and Halle Bailey are both getting dogged by scary men in their life. These are two young starlets. Everybody loves an ingenue. And the kryptonite to an ingenue is a medium, ugly, C-list celebrity man who wants their success. That's an ingenue's kryptonite. It happens year after year, generation after generation, And of course, this is just a rite of passage for these two rising stars. So Billie Eilish, as we remember, she was dating the very sketchy and questionable Jesse Rutherford. He sings in some band. Oh my God, I forgot. I get my problematic boy band singers mixed up because I almost said the 1975. Um, The Neighborhood? Is that it? Oh, they have a lot of streams. Okay, so he sang for The Neighborhood. 
And they were dating last year. I forgot exactly how long they were dating. I think it was at least like eight months. But Billy was his fan since childhood. Like just how she was Justin Bieber's fan since she was a little girl and had posters of him on her wall. This is also the situation with Jesse Rutherford. But, you know, Jesse was actually single and Justin was married to Hailey Bieber. So she was not able to get with Justin. We're going to talk about a really sinister conspiracy theory about Justin upcoming in the episode, students. So really grab on for that one. Get your pens and pencils ready to take notes because it is crazy. Um, but so what happened with Billie Eilish right now with Jesse Rutherford is they broke up a few months ago. And the status was that they were still friends. Everything was fine. They just decided that they weren't supposed to be together anymore. Like they just weren't meant to be. That's how my last relationship ended, but he just ended up blocking me forever. But they were still friends. She still went to some of his like music release parties and really showing support for each other. There was no bad blood there. But now, Jesse Rutherford just came out with a new song, and it is about Billie Eilish. The number one thing that stood out about their relationship is the fact that he was in his 30s and she just turned 20. So there's a 10-year age gap, and if you know someone is a fan of yours from the time you're a kid and then they get famous and you meet them when they're 15 because they're already famous at that point and then you wait to date them until they're like 19, 20. You appear to be a groomer. In my eyes, the writing is on the wall. But I feel like Billy was kind of doing what Demi Lovato did with... What was his name? Victor Valderrama where he totally groomed her, but Demi would defend him for years and years. And then finally she came out and was like, okay, that wasn't okay. That was really creepy and wrote the banger 29. Yeah. So she's 21. Let me look. I, I literally just looked how old he was and I forgot. He's 32. So everyone was like, stay away from her, get a job. Another Demi Lovato quote, but he didn't do that. And he comes out with a song called, POV. I want to love me the way that you love me. Ooh, for all of my pretty and all of my ugly too. I love to see you from your point of view. And he talks about Billie Eilish's daddy issues in this song. <gasps> I know. I know. The fuckery, right? How dare he? How dare he? I'm not going to say death to him but seriously how dare he so let me just read the lyrics and this was after they broke up he met her when she was 15 waited to date her until she was old enough the lyrics go she's been listening to me since 2013 i know she's got daddy issues welcome to the family she said jesse baby won't you write a song about me i said i got a whole album i could drop it next week what doesn't kill you makes you stronger Shorty, come with me. Watch your money get longer. Turn into an all-star in a pair of Converse. Blew up by myself. I feel like the Unabomber. So many scary red flags in this verse. So many sentences that could be referenced in the DSM-5 as some sort of mental illness. For Like him saying, I blew up by myself. I feel like the Unabomber. Oh, okay, okay. Let's just dissect this whole thing. So Billie Eilish in 2013, if she's 21 now, that would make her 11. 
And yeah, she said, I've been a fan of him since I was 11. So that's definitely about Billy. Ew. She said, I got daddy issues. Welcome to the family. I thought Billie Eilish had a fine relationship with her dad. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But the fact that you're admitting that you took advantage of that and that you knew of her status as a fan since a little, little girl is so creepy. And I bet you it was his idea to do those costumes they did where Billy dressed as a baby and he dressed as a geriatric old man for Halloween just to kind of stick a middle finger up to the public who didn't like their relationship. I bet you he got some sort of high off of that. Ew. Later in the verse, he goes, turn into an all-star in a pair of Converse. I feel like Billy's whole brand is like baggy, Converse, distressed, could be just referencing her style. Blew up by myself. I feel like the Unabomber. He's insinuating that he didn't use her for cloud. He blew up by himself. And if this song does good, it's because of him. No, sir. You got so much from her. The lyric, shorty, come with me. Watch your money get longer. No, 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 no. That is comically wrong. Everyone knows you would be using her. And it's, again, these entitled nasty men trying to take credit for a woman's fame, taking advantage of her. And then he probably did some fucked up shit to her in that relationship. Billy's just trying to save face. So what can we learn from this? Um, I think I've said this before in regards to this situation, but the lesson remains. If you date an older man because you want a more mature man, that doesn't mean you have a mature man. It just means you have an older man (laughs) who is not at all any more mature. And that was something that I definitely had to learn as well because i used to only date 30 year olds exclusively from the time i was like 20 to 22 i'm 23 now my birthday was last week and i'll tell you how that went in a second but yeah it's definitely an uncomfortable lesson a rite of passage if you will but you're not dating a more mature man you're just dating an older man but the next insecure man we must talk about is hallie bailey and ddg so hallie bailey the little mermaid icon box office queen 700 million dollars raking in the money for disney and doing it all while looking gorgeous she just came out with her debut solo single it's called angel and the vocals are so fucking good it's like one of those songs that you can't even try to sing along to in the car because you just simply cannot you can't hit those notes or even hit a a something that resembles those notes it's really amazing though but um, she's she's dating this man named DDG. And DDG is like a SoundCloud rapper and a YouTuber. And he has a very problematic boyfriend that the whole internet hates. He's like, like we're her friend group trying to convince her to break up with this man. And I used to be on DDG's side. I really did. I wanted to support him. I was like, okay, just because he's not really known at all, he's like a D-list rapper, doesn't mean that he's not a good guy. Hallie likes him for a reason. Like, let's just, let's just leave them be. And I'm not the kind of friend you would want in a, in a bad relationship uh, situation because I would just enable it. Not anymore. But people are now worried that he got her pregnant to seal the deal. The, the whole last year, the internet was telling her to break up with him because he was doing a bunch of fucked up shit, like tweeting um, tweeting on his burner account that he told us was his burner account. So it may as well just been his normal account threatening the man who played Prince Eric in the little mermaid to 
not steal his girl and antagonizing him saying he doesn't have what it takes to get ddg's girl he doesn't like when they kiss blah 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 just ruining things for her and making the whole little mermaid roll out like probably less enjoyable for hallie he she didn't bring him to the premiere and if she did she'd have to leave him in the car with a child lock on then he came out with a song last week or like last month called famous and you remember what happened last time a guy came out with a song called famous he offended the whole music industry ddg came out with a song called famous and it's about how he thinks the worst thing he ever did was fall in love with a famous bitch named Halle Bailey. Remember the last time someone came out with a song called Famous where they called a, a woman a bitch? Yeah. I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made that famous. Puts a bad taste in my mouth. Here are the lyrics. Filming a movie, now you kissing dudes. You know I love you a lot. I don't give a fuck if that shit for promo. I don't want to see this shit no more. Why is y'all holding hands in the photo? You know I'm insecure. That's a no-no. I'd be so insecure that I'd be thinking you really be fucking blank you in movies with. But on the internet, I'd just be cool in it. But in my head, a man really losing it. Gotta be paying good because you keep doing it. I might just tweet something to ruin it. I got a platform. I'm abusing it. Hardest thing I ever did was fall in love with the famous bitch. Wow. The audacity, the disrespect, the unbecomingness of that song. The more I, I spoke of this about this before, but I just wanted to like refresh the lyrics because they are so shocking and unbecoming. It absolutely infuriates me. And now he got her pregnant. She is stuck with a man like that. It's just fucking wild to me because in the song, he's insinuating he wants her to give up on her whole career and stop doing movies, stop hiring guys to be in like music videos or this or that, or stop making him insecure by being more famous and just give up on her career to be his stay-at-home girlfriend and his arm candy. And I hate when he refers to them as a we. Like he's like, we are going to do this. We are going to get to the top. No, DDG, she is going to get to the top. And you could come along for the ride or get the fuck off if it makes you insecure. But he wants to stay on the ride forever. He allegedly got her pregnant. That's the rumor around town. There is multiple pictures of her holding her hand over her stomach, wearing clothes that look like maternity clothes that only a pregnant woman would wear to hide her bump. She's walking around her house, kind of doing like a cute little pregnant woman waddle. Like she looks cute pregnant, but it appears that she is pregnant. And the whole internet is like harassing Haley, telling us, Hallie, telling us, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? So much so that Chloe Bailey, her sister, had to go on Instagram Live and be like, stop coming for my sister. Leave her alone. Keep her name out of your mouth. Chloe's probably so worried. I wonder if Chloe supports DDG. Oh my God. But yeah, he's a big no-no. She shouldn't be with him no mo. <laughs> And I really, 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 really hope they're not having a baby together. Because DDG's a bitch and Hallie's a mermaid. So that baby would be half a mermaid, half bitch. A bitch. And it reminds me of that Azalea Banks message that she wrote to Taylor Swift when she wanted Taylor to break up with Matt Healy. 
it said taylor this guy is gonna give you scabies he's not on the level f- he's not on the level of powerful puss you worked hella hard to build and i feel the same way about hallie and ddg so what can we learn from this i think what we can learn is the difference between a man who is boyfriend material and a man who is absolutely not especially it's, let's say you're approaching the age of like your 20s 30s 40s you want to have a baby with someone looking for a man who should be the father and who maybe is not that material I think the lesson here is to not stay with a man who you do not think is father material or do you not think will compliment your life. And the sooner you leave them, the sooner you can make room for a man who can compliment your life and to never dim your light for a man to never feel the pressure to do so. Um, a man should only be helping you shine, helping you build, helping you grow emotionally, financially, career-wise and overall i think the most important thing here is that if a man is not providing you solutions if a man is not providing you solutions he is just another problem if a man is providing you any problems he's not providing you solutions and that's what a man is there for to make you happy provide you solutions compliment your life i also went on a research hunt about like traits that a man should have if you want to have a kid with him and this was kind of the consensus so bad traits are do you feel like you have to take care of this man as if he is another child of yours you have to calm him down get him to not blow up and be a hothead you have to baby him nag him to act right does he weaponize his insecurities to stifle you and appease his ego what are good traits? He's independent, provides for you financially, instrumentally, emotionally supports you, uplifts you, still lets you be an individual and live your life. Doesn't rely on you, but does the opposite, lets you rely on him. At the end of the day, having a child with a man will not make a man-child grow up. On the contrary, when a man-child has a child, they tend to feel more entitled to do what they want and not develop themselves any further. And if you like providing maid service and childcare to adults, having a child with a man like him would be a great option, Hallie. Okay, so we need to get into one conspiracy theory before I tell you about my birthday and why living in LA is so awful right now, students. But um, again, thank you for being patient about this podcast episode. I literally love you all. The past few episodes have been doing so well. Uh, We're definitely growing as a university and a family. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate literally every single one of you. So many responses to the last poll. My students are my favorite thing in the world and sharing these lessons and talking about all of our lives together, along with celebrity tea. Like, what's more fun than that? I have the best time on here. So so I just want to say thank you as the new fall semester comes in here at Pop Culture University. New students are enrolling. The dorms are filling up. The frat parties here are crazy. But no one is getting hazed or, like, roofied. So Pop Culture University is a... What's it called? When a school is, like, super good. 
Ivy League. It's an Ivy League school and a PhD program. Okay, so we need to talk about the Miley Cyrus conspiracy theory right now. And that is that she is in a cult. But before we get into that, there's another rumor that Miley Cyrus is doing the Super Bowl this year. How exciting. I love Miley. She could definitely do the Super Bowl. I don't understand when people try to discount her and be like, she doesn't have enough songs. She kind of isn't as big as she used to be. Absolutely not. She does have a lot of songs, including the biggest song of this year, Flowers. I remember it being advertised on her New Year's Eve special, and it's still the biggest song of this whole year, and it's August. And let's talk about how the fact that she has some of the biggest songs of each of the last three decades now. In the 2020s, she had Flowers. In the 2000s, um, she had like all the Hannah Montana hits as well as The Climb and Party in the USA. And those were two of the biggest hits that decade, undeniably. She was taking over that decade. And then the next decade, she has massive moments, massive hits like Wrecking Ball, number one, We Can't Stop, Malibu, Can't Be Tamed, Prisoner. She has a lot of big hits throughout all of the decades. So I don't want to hear Miley Cyrus can't do it. And she has the razzle-dazzle, the sparkle that we need in a Super Bowl that would really light it up and be something interesting. You know, would you rather have Maroon 5 again or like Travis Scott? I don't think so. So isn't that great? She's doing the Super Bowl. It would be a lot greater if she wasn't in a cult. Yeah, she's in a cult. So don't pound the alarm. Don't call 911. But she is in a C-U-N-T. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. A C-U-L-T. A cult. Did you notice she dropped the biggest song of the year then disappeared? Her captions on her social media have been so robotic and strange. It was honestly giving like free Britney for a moment. Hold on. Let me go to her Instagram. Like anytime Flowers would spend another week at number one, she would just post something so like cryptic and strange. And she's just generally been on a social media break for a long time at this point. Her captions at first when she was seeing the success of Flowers seemed really personal. And then as the weeks went on, she would just say, Flowers is number one for the 10th week in a row. Overflowing gratitude. Thank you. Deeply grateful to you for keeping Flowers at number one for 11 weeks. I love you dearly. Flowers is spending a 12th week globally at number one, thanks to you. And it got to 12 weeks and then stopped after that. And can we talk about how she was acting really strange at her New Year's Eve special? Like, it seems like she just couldn't get into the comedy or she was so stiff. Like there was like pins in her back or something. She had to sit up super straight. Did anyone else notice that? In her 2022 New Year's Eve special, she was really funny and loose and carefree. But in the 2023 one, she was super strange. And she just said she's never going to tour again, um, which is a red flag. She doesn't want to like leave her area, leave her house. She used to love touring. It was her favorite thing. And now she says she doesn't want to tour again. She doesn't really want to perform that much anymore. And people are now putting together the dots as reports and photos are coming out of her being a part of a cult called the Modern Mystery School. Now, the Modern Mystery School is a very new and scary cult, and its goal is to apparently heal someone's past trauma and renew them into a better person through the teachings of this cult, and then they can help bring other people to the cult to help heal them, all under this guy named, like, Guvin Goodwing, he looks like the stereotypical drink the Kool-Aid scary man 
that his eyes alone are scary enough to tell you that there are some deep sadistic things going on behind those pupils. And there's been blind items that she's been spending all of her time hanging out with this cult. And she really only pops her head out of the sand to give a little Instagram post thanking her fans or being like, hey, I'm about to drop this new song. There's no personal Miley anymore. So on the Modern Mystery School page, it says, we are a mystery school that believes that all humans can be empowered to live in peace, joy, fulfillment, abundance, harmony with all, while being in accordance to their own unique purpose. We believe that life is meant to be lived, and realizing your own true potential is part of thriving as a spiritual and physical being. The Modern Mystery School was founded by Gundni Gundesen. Sounds like a made-up Sesame Street-ass name. The organization claims to offer a transformational journey that will definitely change your life, and that just might change the world. It claims to initiate peace on this planet by uplifting hearts and minds of humanity, by giving students the opportunity to work with energy to manifest the life you truly want to live. Interesting. To me, that reads like a bunch of mumbo jumbo that would have me running to the hills as fast as I could. That's what I would expect to hear the second I walked into a Scientology building in LA because there's a lot of them. I would run the fuck out of there. But yeah, their main point is to like manipulate you and heal your trauma and bring you to a higher state of consciousness. And if you really think about it, I think Miley Cyrus would be a pretty susceptible person to that. And that's what a lot of her fans are saying online and why they're very worried for her. Especially in 2022, she gave a few interviews where she was talking about how she carries a lot of trauma and shame. She said, I carried some guilt and shame around myself for years because of how much controversy and upset I really caused. Now that I'm an adult, I realize how harshly I was judged. I was harshly judged as a child by adults. And now as an adult, I realize I would never harshly judge a child. So maybe you're thinking this cult sounds like a good thing. They could make her feel good. And so what if it's in a cult? It's like being in a happy cult. It's like being a Swifty. It's a happy cult. <laughs> but no, right on the front of the Modern Mystery School webpage, it says, you are not perfect the way you are. Bro, bro, if that's not some keep your eyes on my finger while I hypnotize you shit, like they want, like as I read their whole page, it sounds like they want to break you down, exploit all your trauma, uh, make you feel like the deepest, most horrible emotions you can about yourself as you bring up everything just so they can rebuild you into what they want you to be and then take advantage of you. That's exactly what this sounds like to me. They break you down to make you become what they want. Also on their page, which confirms they are a fucking cult, is you can spend $20,000 to start. And if you basically want to reach the top ranks, you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm sure having a huge celebrity cult member would be a great way to get new members to join. She's like the Tom Cruise of Scientology, but for the Modern Mystery School, and she's over 5'2". I'm like 5'2". My SAT scores was high too. So here's why people think Miley is now in it. One, she's following a lot of people in this cult. And she's been seen hanging out with two of the members, Lily and Blue, from this cult a lot. Lily and Blue's job in this cult is to be the healers. 
and to give someone an emotional massage and make and assuage them to be on their side and join their call and make them feel so good that why would someone not want to spend time with them and be one of them? She's always with them. She's in multiple photos with them starting in early 2023. She's probably been hanging out with this cult since the end of 2022 though. But photos came out in February 2023 with her and Lily and Blue just hanging out in her house. Another photo came from May 2023 and she was actually at a healing ceremony with these people in this cult with Lily and Blue as well. More creepy men, the Gundni Gundesen guy. He sounds like a Disney villain. And in the background of this photo, there was a neon sign that you would get off of Etsy made for yourself. <laughs> and it says, know thyself. So, you know, they were doing some cult mumbo jumbo stuff up in there. Manipulation station. They were chugging down the tracks down to m- manipulation station in that meeting. And yes, I am a cult leader as well. You guys are the members of my cult, but I am an admirable, iconic, gorgeous cult leader, and I would only lead you guys to happiness and success free of charge. Uh, You are not allowed to leave, though, and you're not allowed to talk to your family members ever again, unless they listen to my podcast, so make sure to tell them. (laughs) No, but at the end of my TikToks, if you watch them, I always am like, now join the Patty Pop cult, so you always know what's going on in pop culture and, you know, be a member of our group. But yeah, I think being a cult leader would be fun, but not like this. So some really big tea is that even Miley's sister, Brandy, acknowledged that Miley being so absent is super weird. She went on a podcast episode and she said, I'm not going to speak for Miley. I'm not speaking for anybody. I'm not speaking for her fans. But from what I gather, fans are a little frustrated that Miley's been a little quiet on social media and not doing public performances. This is what the fans tell me is that, you know, where's Miley? We miss her. Like, we want to see her play. And she's not doing those things. Even your sister is talking about how you've disappeared and you've been disconnected. That's a really big red flag. That's actually crazy. I'm not sure Miley is safe either. From just the headline, you're not perfect the way you are. Does my dad run this cult? I'm just kidding. Um, The cult does utilize normal cult behavior of using fear tactics and manipulation to control their members. Someone who looked into this and posted a lovely article on Reddit said, over the course of several months, I spoke to dozens of current and former students of the modern mystery school. Some told me the school's teachings had radically transformed their lives for the better. Others described bullying, manipulation, and allegedly they had been subjected to both financially and sexually exploitative in nature. Terrifying. Many would only talk anonymously, fearing legal reprisals after signing non-disclosure agreements. Others were equally concerned about physical or spiritual consequences. More than one former student warned me I should be weary of psychic attacks in the course of my reporting. Psychic attacks? Are you a fucking psychic type type Pokemon? What psychic attacks are you going to throw my fucking way if I talk about you? Are you going to fucking voodoo me? That's what I always get scared about talking about these celebrities. Are they going to voodoo me? Are they going to put my name on a piece of paper and then put me in the freezer to freeze me? Like, what are you going to do? 
all I know, no psychic attack voodoo bullshit can bring me down. Like, I'm not afraid of your weak-ass mind. You do not have telekinetics or whatever the fuck that is called. You can't fuck with me, bitch. My my brain is stronger. My my psychic attacks, you haven't seen nothing yet. I'm a legendary psychic Pokemon, okay, bitch? According to the Cult Education Institute, various warning signs of what might constitute a cult exist. Their website describes some of those warning signs, which include leaders promoting an unreasonable fear about the outside world, such as impending catastrophe, evil conspiracies, as I'm talking about conspiracies, <laughs> and this is my cult, and persecutions. Former members often relate the same stories to, of abuse and neglect to a similar pattern of grievances. I'm very scared for her. I'm very, very scared. And I think if Miley is not in this cult, she's definitely cult adjacent and she needs to get out of there. But at least her new cult is letting her promote her new single. That's fun. But yeah, just the fact that Miley seems like she needs healing as she was talking about her trauma and stuff, they could have totally gotten her. Don't worry, Miley girl. We will get you out of there, Miley. We're going to get you out, Miley. We love you. We're coming for you, girl. We're going to save you. Something else crazy is that Miley's mother, Tish, got married this week to a guy who used to be on prison break. And only Miley and her sister Brandy went to the wedding. And Noah Cyrus and their brother went to Billy Ray's house instead. And they took a Walmart trip while the wedding was happening. Isn't that kind of weird? That family is really split for sure. And that's another reason why Miley might have trauma because her family is so split. If you don't know, Miley's parents, Billy Ray and Tish, divorced because Billy was like cheating on her with someone who he met on the set of Hannah Montana, who was a little girl at the time. So another groomer in Hollywood. Oh, they're literally everywhere. It's so awful. But Miley took her mom's side in the whole thing, and she's apparently still not talking to her dad. So yeah, it's really sad. So what can we learn from this? I think what we can learn from this segment is the concept of easily susceptible people and people who are prone to being influenced and how to not be someone who is easily susceptible to anyone around you. A fuckboy, an, an abusive elder, uh, an, an abusive higher up, just like toxic friends, not to be susceptible or easily influenced. And I feel like I used to be someone who could be easily influenced specifically in the last couple years. And I've radically changed. I would say like when I was like 21, any like fuck boy or whatever, because I would talk to older guys or anyone who I thought was better than me or more superior than me because I just liked that. And what I, I would always think what they had to say or their thoughts opinions and their way of life was just like smarter and I would look on to them for guidance if that made sense like and I would be someone who I would want someone to make decisions for me because I thought someone else would make a better decision you know I can't make my own decisions before I really did anything even the smallest of choices like what to eat for dinner I would ask someone's opinion about it because I didn't trust myself I would be insecure about how to act am I acting weird am I strange I would just so desperately want to like feel normal and feel like I'm doing the right thing 
or feel just like I'm in the know. Like I know what to do. I know how to be. I know how to act. So I would look to other people and try to learn from them. But now I've talked about this on the podcast like last year, like a long ass time ago. But now I feel like I have grown to trust myself so much. I trust every decision I make. I actually say an affirmation to myself, like every decision I make is correct. I always make the best choice for myself. I know exactly what I'm doing and my intuition is correct. My thoughts are correct. I know what I'm thinking. I look to me for decisions. I I get my approval, my stamp of approval, my second confirmation, my third confirmation, all from me. And that's a really good feeling. It used to be like really, like really hard just stepping out and wearing clothes I've never worn before just because I felt like wearing them. Like I didn't get anyone's opinion or starting a podcast and doing my own thing because I wanted to. I don't consult with anyone anymore. I'm not susceptible to people's opinions, their influence. I trust myself. I am my own cult leader. I, <laughs> I'm i the cult leader of my own life. <laughs> so I would say if you are someone who looks to others for their stamp of approval on everything, start trusting yourself more because you know you. You know what you need to do to move forward in life or get into a better mental state or heal yourself. Like You know what's best for you in everything, big or small, whether it's what shoes to buy or if you should go to therapy, you know what I'm saying? Trust yourself with everything and don't be so susceptible to what other people say about you because their input is never as valuable as your own about your own life. I need you to hold on. Heaven is a place not too far away. We all know I should be the one to say we all make mistakes. Take my Okay, you guys, so we must talk about how Hollywood is the ghetto right now. Last week, when I got back from Chicago, I was having a great time in LA. I took a little trip to go see my family, and it was fine, gorgeous, whatever. I was, like, crying on the plane home, but that's besides the point. And then ever since I got back, hell has literally been freezing over. Like, we're the Christians, right? And Jesus is coming back? I'm not sure. Because right when I got back, I just see all these TikToks about a Hurricane Hillary, Hurricane Hillary Duff? What? There was a hurricane coming that I had to literally prepare for. I made a whole prep video about it on TikTok. If you want to go see me walk around West Hollywood trying to hurricane prep, I like got water and non-perishable foods, filled up my tank with the whole, filled up my car with the whole tank of gas because apparently you have to do that and a hurricane i never heard of that before all these things so the hurricane comes and goes it's kind of just like a light drizzle the gays were still partying doing their poppers strippers were still dancing on their stage while the hurricane was happening i was walking by the clubs it was so funny i saw like viral tiktoks of the west hollywood uh like strip during the hurricane and people were like wow the gays are really mentally ill the gays are survivors. That's what Jennifer Coolidge would say. And then the same day of the hurricane, there was an earthquake. And the earthquake woke me up. I was shooketh awake. I like, I was, I would like, it half woke me up. And I was like, what the hell was that? 
put I'm such a hit snooze and forget about it bitch. So I figuratively hit snooze on the earthquake and just went back to bed. And then 30 seconds later, we get a crazy alert like <laughs> on our phones that says earthquake detected, duck and cover. Girl, where? Where am I supposed to duck and cover? Should I put my Ikea stuffed animal elephant above my head? Like there's really nothing for me to duck under in my apartment. So I kind of just read that and was like, well, like whatever. Hope I'm just, you know, nothing falls on me. My head is so big though. It's not going to get smashed in like that. Also, my whole thing about earthquakes in California ever since I moved here is like, I'm just going to hope I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm not going to overthink this shit. (laughs) I'm not going to like not go, you know, to places with a bunch of palm trees. Cause apparently palm trees are really easy to fall and they're really fucking heavy and they'll literally kill you. I just hope I'm living life. I'm in the right place at the right time when one hits, but I hate the people who walk around like we're due for the big one. The big one is going to come. Like you stop saying that good vibes only please. And then as I'm hiding out in my apartment to let the floods go away, the little bit of flood from the hurricane, I noticed these like welts on my butt, like welts on my butt. Sorry, we're talking about that. And I'm like, wow, these are the itchiest mosquito bites I ever had. And I thought maybe they are mosquito bites because I was at LAX the night before and I was waiting for a long time for my Uber. So I was like, okay, this makes sense. I was wearing shorts, you know, serving my airplane fashion. Totally makes sense if I have mosquito bites. And then six days later, I get more on my arm. And I'm like, what the hell? I wasn't even outside that much. So I do some investigating. And I'm always very cautious about my health. I'm such a hypochondriac. I'm so on top of everything. So when I get welts that are growing on me like crazy, I rightfully get scared so i dig through my apartment and i see these like bugs and i'm being very like vulnerable with you guys right now and i'm like oh my god students i have bed bugs this is so crazy am i a tlc hoarder like who am i yeah sometimes i'll eat like a pop tart next to my bed but i didn't expect this (laughs) so i take a few photos of them and i send them to my building And I'm like being such a Karen. I'm like the whole building should know about what I just found in my apartment room. I have welts on my body. I am in physical danger. My health is at risk. I am itching so much that I am bleeding. I don't deserve this. You should provide me with an Airbnb so I can leave. (laughs) I have not gone back to my apartment. That's why I didn't film yesterday for the podcast because I consider that place uninhabitable now that I have been bit and attacked mercilessly by bugs. And what I will say about bugs is that they are the most vile, nasty creatures on this earth. If you are a bug lover, get a grip. That is so crazy. Really. That's insane. Bugs are the scariest little things. They have like superpowers to like kill you and paralyze you and give you diseases. Look at Yolanda Hadid. She got Lyme disease from a tick. These bugs are evil. And they come onto your body and bite you. You didn't give them consent for that. 
They did that shit without consent. I am not your host. I am not your mom. Get off of me. That's what I think. Death to all bugs. And I don't care what the consequences of that in relation to the food chain are. I don't care. Death to all bugs. So I find bugs. I take photos of them. Send them to my apartment. I send her a whole Google Drive file of every piece of evidence that I have that there are bugs in my apartment. I, I later find out that these are spiders. They have eight legs. They're arachnids. So I'm shooketh. A spider infestation? Terrifying. Like, worst case scenario. Like... Give me the nuclear codes. I'm hitting the red button. Blow up my apartment. Like, I don't need to even just fumigate it anymore. I need it to explode. So, yeah. They have been... <laughs> they've been talking to me very carefully. They've been very nice about this in my distressed, worried state. I've been nice, but I have been obviously saying, like, all of these things at the same time. Like, I'll start the email with, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. But you better do this for me, blah, 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 blah. No, but I'm very, very nice. I, I just need them to know, like, my health is very important to me. And until someone tells me what those bugs are, I'm not going back there. So a bug inspector is coming tomorrow. And we'll see how that goes. But yeah. Also, the night before I left, helicopters were circling my street trying to find a criminal. Uh, like, on my street. And I had to go get something from my car. I wanted to go walk to the bars to go hang out with my friends but i don't want to get shanked on the way so it's the get out here i'm fighting for my life suffering more than jesus this week Ugh, but anyway let's move on to the next conspiracy theory now that you know all the troubles in my life i will definitely give you updates about all of that so stay tuned students don't move to la right now move to like new york or polynesia or something okay so Justin Bieber, he definitely leads a powerful cult of his own, the Believers. The Believers were not one to be fucked with last decade. There actually hasn't been as powerful as a cult following since Justin. They would talk about him like he was Jesus, but with a side swoop instead of long shaggy hair. Like when people th would threaten Jesus is coming, the Believers used to threaten just Justin is coming. And one day, they would say the streets would run red with the blood of the non-believers. However, with all that power, everyone wants a piece of you. And now, there's a lot of mystery and conspiracy theory surrounding him this year. Haley Bieber included. So maybe Selena was right about her. So Justin has been battling a lot of health struggles this year. He has Ramsey Hunt disease? So horrible. I feel so bad for him. Like, truly so fucking bad for him. He also had Lyme disease um, recently, and his was very, very bad. As I was getting this bug infestation, I was like, oh my God, is this a tick? And I looked up like the Lyme disease, you know, implications and it can be curable in not too long of a time period, but his seemed to be really bad. And he has Ramsey Hunt, which like it caused half of his face to be, I'm not sure about fully paralyzed, but it would, it would just droop down and his eye would like roll back into his head on one half of his um, face. And this whole church, like he got really into the church last year when this was all going down and would always give performances there. And we'll get into that in a moment. And now there's this whole thing with everyone leaving Scooter Braun. I'm sure you've seen it on the news. Scooter Braun, one of the biggest talent ma managers in the world, all his clients are leaving him. Like Justin, Ariana, Demi. It's like the doomsday for Scooter Braun. 
But Justin has actually been planning to leave him for a while to get a whole new management team. And guess who's going to manage him now? Haley Bieber. What? Isn't that fucking weird? So Haley Bieber wants to get into the management world, apparently. And alongside of her, Lou Taylor is going to be his new manager. And if you don't know who Lou Taylor is, she runs a agency called TriStar. It's like a management agency or something. But Lou Taylor runs it. And Lou Taylor is Lucifer Taylor. She's the one who put Britney Spears in her conservatorship. She's the one who put Amanda Bynes in her conservatorship. She tried to get Lindsay Lohan in her conservatorship. Lindsay Lohan's parents actually said Lou Taylor suggested they put her in her conservatorship, but they didn't, thank God. So people think Lou Taylor is now coming after Justin to put him in a conservatorship. So here's the evidence to that. Last year, Justin sold his master's for $200 million. Now, Justin has some of the biggest hits ever. So people thought, wait, $200 million doesn't sound big enough. Because for reference, Taylor Swift sold only her first six albums. Well, <laughs> they were sold behind her back. <laughs> her first six for $360 million. So you would think Justin Bieber's whole discography would be worth at least the equivalent to Taylor Swift's first six, right? Only $200 million. Very interesting. Remember when Michael Jackson sold his masters or wanted to sell his masters because he said, quote, evil people wanted to destroy him and potentially kill him to obtain his music catalog. He wrote this in his diary that were dug up and then released to the public. In his diary, he wrote, literally wrote down with pen, I'm afraid someone is trying to kill me. Evil people everywhere. They want to destroy me. Oh, wait, should I do an, an, an impression of him? I like to do impressions when I read someone's exact words. Uh, I'm afraid someone is trying to kill me. Evil people everywhere. They want to destroy me and take my publishing company. The system wants to kill me for my catalog. I'm not selling it. So he did not want to sell it. And you know what happened to him? You know what happened to him? So how do Haley Bieber and Lou Taylor know each other? Like, why are they both coming after Justin right now or wanting to manage Justin together? This is where it gets crazy. Lou Taylor, who is this evil manager, she belongs to this church that Justin now goes to. He used to go to Hillsong Church. Now he goes to some church that starts with C, but he goes to a new church. And Lou Taylor is on the board of directors of that church. Who else is on the board of directors is someone named Judah Smith, who is best friends with Stephen Baldwin, a.k.a. Haley Bieber or Haley Baldwin's dad, Stephen Baldwin. And that's where Justin met Lou Taylor. So people think it was almost like a setup of Haley having them switch churches for her dad and then to meet Lou Taylor. Now, if you remember, Justin Bieber went on the Ellen DeGeneres show one day and he was talking about how him and Haley met through Stephen Baldwin. And he was realizing, wait, this sounds like it was almost an arranged marriage. It sounds like they set this whole thing up for me to marry Haley Baldwin. How did you and Haley meet? I don't think I've ever heard that story. Uh, how did we meet? Um, we met uh, in the early mornings of a Today Show uh, taping. Um, we, um, I don't, I'm pretty sure she didn't want to be there. Um, 
<laughs> she, uh, her dad dragged her out of bed in the morning. Um, and basically was like, you know, I think because she was raised Christian and I mm -hmm. think she, they found out that like, I, I think it was an arranged marriage. I'm pretty sure I'm not <laughs> looking back now. I'm like, it was definitely an arranged marriage. Like they set this whole thing up. No, but, um, since like, you know, she was raised Christian, she's like, oh, I want to, you know, introduce you to Justin and his mom. You know, Aww. they have similar values and believe the same thing. We think you guys would be good friends. It was definitely an arranged marriage. Now that I'm <laughs> Goodness gracious. People, people can theorize that Stephen Baldwin really wanted Haley to marry Justin. So Justin could donate tons and tons of money to the church, a.k.a. donate tons and tons of money to the people who run the church and literally just get rich off of this and don't care about the people that go there at all so that's what people think was happening and that maybe Haley was in on it maybe she was not nowadays Haley allegedly makes sure justin donates decent money to the church all the time and people notice that justin has been acting very very strange lately almost like a zombie and he's been super depressed and anxious there's been a lot of photo photos of him crying and Haley trying to console him. He's been having a lot of health issues. He even gave a quote to an outlet that said that he doesn't feel right with the world and he hasn't for a while. Berlibras are also worried because Justin has seemed to lost a lot of weight lately. And there's a video of him arriving to a foreign country where he's just walking around with his hands in his sweatshirt looking super like down and scared. And he's acting very strange with fans like telling them to not be weird and to almost like stay away. Or something. So he just looks and his acting a little bit strange. And then there's a lot of blind items going on right now. Um, this one says, There is not really any way with the zombie meds he is taking that this foreign-born A-list singer could, could probably even record. This is presuming he wants to record new music, but he doesn't. So what that blind item is saying is that Justin doesn't want to record new music because he's, f he's feeling very down and bad and because he's on certain medications that would cause him to not even want to record the zombie meds they're referring to are the medications given to britney spears when she did not know what she was taking she was taking like lithium which is very bad for someone's brain if they don't need it they're like psychoactive drugs that basically make people just act like a zombie and in a lot of interviews lately in my opinion justin has been acting like a zombie and i've always questioned why is he acting like that what is going on with him you want, uh, you know, a little cut? I'll take it. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite memory of, of anything that you did on the show? I just love the fact that what you do so brilliantly is you create such an amazing atmosphere for me to feel like I can be myself, you know? Um, and I just, I really appreciate that. Um, also, I love doing all of the... Uh, love the documentary so much, and it really explains to people what you went through and why you needed to take a break. Yeah. Are you happy with it? I am. I'm yeah. really happy for it. It's, with it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for it's, asking. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I just didn't realize the 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 craziness that, you know, the the toll that my body would take. Yeah. Um so yeah. yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot, yeah. And, and Lou Taylor is really sinister and evil though. She's very persistent with her victims. She was pursuing getting Britney in this conservatorship for years before she actually did. And then she had Britney in a conservatorship for 13 years without people noticing. So this could be happening under our nose and we would not even know at all.
There's rumors that Justin is going to announce his retirement soon. That's why he sold his catalog and hasn't recorded a new album for almost three years. And everyone already thinks Hailey Bieber is evil. So this is going to rile them up so much. This week, an L article, or not this week, but very recently, an L article came out and it was titled, Hailey Bieber is reportedly now heavily involved in Justin's business affairs. There's an L article titled that, you guys. Hailey Bieber is now reportedly heavily involved in Justin's business affairs. Why? Why? Is she is she going to become the conservator and take care of him? So strange. Maybe Selena was right and I was coming for Selena for no reason. But it just does make you wonder. Haley was definitely involved in the process of pursuing Justin to get married, then bringing him to that church, and then with Luke Taylor. Could Haley have something up her sleeve? Elle magazine was talking about, um, they, they, they said, the outlet described it as being a part of a larger house cleaning that Justin and wife Haley Bieber have undertaken amid his recent health issues and canceled tour. Oh yeah, he canceled this tour as well. So he's like not working at all on these medications um caa was just fired as his agency per three sources longtime lawyer aaron rosenberg has been fired with david landy and the ziffrin firm and justin's now working with business manager lou taylor last seen starring as the villain in the britney Spears conservatorship drama so Haley basically had him fire everyone except lou taylor sketchy Haley sketchy maybe lou taylor convinced him to leave scooter braun so she's the only one in charge i don't know very very scary but i'm worried for justin right now there seems to be a lot of signs similar to britney of just being inactive acting strange not working being under lou taylor being on medication they shouldn't be on because of other health health issues that are not related so hope justin's okay Okay, so last week was my birthday. I turned 23. Can you believe it? I'm like so old. I'm so mature. I'm a daddy now. Not a twink anymore. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But you guys were so nice for my birthday, sending me so many birthday messages and um, just the best vibe. So thank you all for that. I had a good birthday. It was very chill. I forgot what I did. I went out the night before and I drank so much tequila as one should. And then the day of, I kind of just worked and did my normal thing, worked out. And then at night, I tried to make myself a melon cake. Like, it, it's a watermelon that you cut into a square, basically, like the shape of a cake. And then you put fat-free whipped cream on top and berries with sprinkles. And it's supposed to be like a low-calorie cake. And I am on a diet right now. And this isn't like a restriction thing i'm not denying myself the i'm not like depriving myself i really i'm just dedicated to to the diet right now i've been drinking so much since i've been to la another reason why la is toxic eating so bad because i get offered free food all the time so i was like my birthday gift to myself this year is achieving my health goals (laughs) not just eating cake even though 
I could fuck up a cake any day. But the the watermelon cake like didn't work. The whipped cream wouldn't stick to the watermelon. And you know why I made this cake? Because Demi Lovato has that song. She has a song called Melon Cake. And it's about how her label and her management team used to only make her melon cakes on her birthdays so they could keep her skinny while she was a child actress. And she never got a real birthday cake. (laughs) It's so sad. Demi, I am so sorry. Like, I'd be so fucked up if I was Demi. You can't blame her for stuff that she goes through, you know? I would be way less well-adjusted if that was me. I was also such a food-oriented kid. If someone, like, didn't give me a birthday cake and they would, like, lock the fridge at night so I couldn't get in it like Demi's team would do to her, I would break the fridge door down. I would big bird that shit down. Like no one was stopping childhood me from getting the food that I wanted. So I feel like that would not have been a problem with me. But yeah, see, that's why I'm like, Patty, just enjoy this melon cake for your birthday. Stay, stay the path of the diet right now. But yeah, that, that shit just didn't work. I was so pissed off. And then at night, I went out again and I was drinking and it was fun and I am a Leo and it's Leo season. I hope y'all are enjoying Leo season. Maybe that's why the world is so fucked up right now because Leo season is so extra. But the question I asked last week in the response section was what sign are you, which sign would you want to be if you weren't the sign you are now? And I got so many amazing responses. So I'm going to read through a few right now. Livia said, so I'm a Libra and they often have a hard time in decision-making and overthinking decisions afterwards. We kind of mentioned that today. Livia, maybe you can take those notes. She said, I'd be an Aries. They're stubborn and it would make life much easier. Love from Austria. Oh, Livia, I love you too from Austria. Oh, that's so cute. I love when people say like love from and then say where their country is. That's so cute. Um, shout out to Austria. Never been, but y'all slay. I would love to go. Aries though girl I don't know I really don't like Aries I actually always say Aries is my number one least favorite sign oh no I'm sorry if you're an Aries and you're listening to this there's definitely some Aries listeners out there I'm so sorry you're my least favorite sign Aries to me it's it's very burning red passionate at first and then burning red evil at the end like it starts really good and then quickly quickly downfalls horribly so me and aries are so attracted to each other and then it just goes to shit really fucking fast Corey orsbun hey Corey, shout out to you said capricorn Corey's is a capricorn but Corey wants to be a gemini or aries so that he could have an excuse for being so crazy i feel like sometimes gemini's act like the fact that they are a Gemini is enough legal proof that their crazy actions could be exempt in the court of law. Like I could see a Gemini getting on the stand in front of a Supreme court justice and saying, yeah, I killed him, but I'm a Gemini. So what? It was the other personality of mine. Like they, they take that shit really seriously. So I, so Corey, maybe just stick to being a Capricorn and, be crazy 
proudly. Just be be crazy and proud, Corey. Laurel said, okay, so I'm a Pisces, but I absolutely adore anyone that is Sagittarius. So I'd probably want to be one too. Or I could be like maybe a Scorpio. I actually don't know much about S- Sagittarii, but Laurel, you're so cute. And I'm, I'm a Pisces moon. Met you once under a Pisces moon. Kept my distance because I know that you. So Laurel, I think you're perfect no matter what sign you are. But maybe I should try to talk to more S- Sagittarii. What are like the, the traits of a Sagittarius? I have no idea. I feel like I know a lot of them, but not that one. I love this one. Sophie said, I'm an Aquarius. I'd want to be a Leo because Leos are just awesome. And as you said, best Zodiac sign to be a celebrity. Then Sophie said, she's definitely not a celebrity, but they're just awesome. Sophie, you are a celebrity. You're a celebrity to me. From here on out, Sophie, I declare you a celebrity. But I really do appreciate it. I I have to agree. I'm not biased or anything, but I do think Leos are the best sign in the calendar. Could be slightly toxic, (laughs) but unequivocally the best sign in the Zodiac calendar. Don't come for me. Lisiandro said, I'm a Leo, a.k.a. the only relevant sign. (laughs) If I wasn't a Leo, I would want to be a Leo. There is no other way. Hell yeah, Lisiandro. Girl, I can tell that you're a Leo. You're, you're wearing the Leo Lions crown crown very well. So keep representing for us, girl. Ike said, I'm a Libra, but if I could be any other sign, I'd like to be a Virgo because Beyonce and Scott Hoying are Virgos and I would be able to sing Virgo's groove with all the satisfaction. Oh my God, you're hilarious, Ike. I, I love that. I know, I feel like Loki, everyone wants to be a Virgo because of Beyonce and she's so proudly a Virgo. She's, she's also like preparing for Virgo season right now. And she's telling all her fans to wear like silver sparkly outfits be like in honor of Virgo season. So honestly, that's a great choice. Like I'm a Virgo rising. So I do sing Virgo Virgo's groove with uh, with like like half satisfaction, not fully. But I, I'm totally with you. I think if I wasn't a Leo, I'd be a Virgo. Emily said, I'm a Gemini. Don't come for me. I didn't plan my birth, but I would want to be a Leo because they are just better. <laughs> that's so right i i'm not gonna discriminate against any other zodiac sign but i i just really can't support your decision to be a gemini i'm sorry tina hartel said i'm a libra but i would definitely want to be a scorpio they're like our sexy spooky mysterious opposites Ooh, fun yeah i feel like i have heard that about scorpio i feel like scorpio does have a super good rap quinn said i'm a taurus but i want to be a pisces but I want to let you guys know Quinn's name has the sticking middle finger up emoji next to it. So girl, it sounds like you're already a Pisces. It sounds like you're on the way there. But yeah, I just love that question. The whole concept of Zodiac science has definitely been interesting me more as I get older. Like I don't want to believe it, but it's just so fun to talk about who doesn't like to talk about themselves. So if anything, it's fun conversation, but that was a really fun uh, question to ask and just reading through everyone's I was obsessed with. So we should definitely talk about zodiac signs more. Maybe I can make like a, consp- a conspiracy theory uh, thing about celebrity zodiac signs or just connect it more to celebrities in future episodes. So definitely stick around for that. But I do want to talk about one more conspiracy theory and is with Britney Spears, of course. Britney Spears is a Sagittarius and she is a bad bitch. Like at the end of the day, Britney is that girl. She's an icon and she always will. So representing for the Sagittarii. But Britney Spears... 
she has announced this week that she is divorcing Sam Asghari. So she's really going through it. Can you believe that? She's divorcing him. I thought they were going to be together forever. I thought for some reason, like, they just spoke a language to each other that only they understood. And behind those crazy Instagram videos, they just got each other. And they were like, Bonnie and Clyde, it's them against the world. Because Britney had no one else. She lost her parents, her siblings, nasty Jamie Lynn Spears. She lost her own children who don't really even talk to her anymore. She's lost two husbands. And I'm not trying to go down a list of just degrading Britney, but I am saying she really did lose everyone. And to me, Sam was her knight in shining armor that did support her. He was there for her during the whole free Britney movement. He was her anchor. It seemed like she only found solace in Sam. And no matter what anyone said about him, that he's a bad guy or he's working with her dad, blah, blah, blah. I saw that she really loved him and he was a good guy. So their divorce to me came as an absolute shock. But yeah, they are divorced now. And Sam has already lost 100,000 Instagram followers from their divorce because it's kind of hilarious. He was really only relevant because of Britney, which may tie into the conspiracy theory we're going to talk about. And that is the fact that their wedding was fake and that their marriage was fake and that he was a paid actor the whole time now i feel like that was almost right in front of my face the whole time that sam asgari was a paid actor because if you think about it they met on the set of his music video or her music video for slumber party he was this chiseled handsome guy who was clearly trying to make it in the entertainment world and as britney's mental state and her discontent with her conservatorship was getting worse and worse over the years the family's job was to make it seem like she was happy and she was doing good. So behind the scenes, they could steal her money and keep making her work when she didn't want to and just keep feeding her those pills she didn't want, just all the horrible shit. So what better than to give her this boyfriend and then to give them a fake wedding of some sort? So Brittany actually confronted their their divorce on her Instagram. I'm going to read this before I get into the conspiracy theory. And I'm, of course, when I read direct quotes, I like to do an impression. So as everyone knows... Sam and I are no longer together. Six years is a long time to be with someone, so I'm a little shocked, but I'm not here to explain why because it's honestly difficult and nobody's business, but I couldn't take the pain anymore, honestly. In some sort of telepathic way, I've been receiving so many messages that melt my heart from friends, and I thank you. I've been in a strong for way too long, and my Instagram may seem perfect, but it's far from reality, and I think we all know that. I would love to show my emotions and tears on how I really feel, but some reason I've always had to hide my weaknesses. If I wasn't my dad's strong soldier, I would be sent away to places to get fixed by doctors. That's actually so sad. But that's when I needed family the most. You're supposed to be loved unconditionally, not under conditions. So I will be strong and I can do my best. And I'm actually doing pretty damn good. Anyways, have a good day and don't forget to smile. That's so fucking fucked up and sad. And she makes so much sense in her Instagram captions, right? Sometimes she really just does not be making sense, but sometimes she makes such perfect crystal clear sense. And this is one of those times. And it's unfortunate that it seems like she was saying Sam loved her conditionally and she couldn't take the pain or the judgment of him anymore. But looking back at it, were Sam and Brittany ever fucking married? I'm not actually sure at this point. Because I think Brittany thought Sam loved her, but I think from Sam's 
point of view, he was approached with a contract for a number of years. It was, it was probably a, like a binding thing he could do five years, 10 years, a lifetime if he wants to, I don't know, and like have a girlfriend on the side, which people would conspire that he did the whole entire time. But I truly think Sam was approached with some sort of contract that said he has to be Britney's stand-in boyfriend. He would have to appear on her Instagrams. He would have to go to these events with her, talk about her on red carpets. But anytime he would talk about her, especially right after their wedding, it just seemed so fucking fake. So let's get into some other reasons why people think that this wedding was fake. It was a setup. I think Britney had to do it to make the public think she was okay. And how do you do that? You make it a public spectacle to get everyone's attention and invite the five most famous women in the world. You invite Donatella Versace, Madonna, Drew Barrymore, Selena Gomez, Paris Hilton, just such a random group of admittedly extremely iconic women, but extremely random as well. Why were they all there? Britney Spears even said in an Instagram caption that she had no idea they were going to be there. Huh? Britney, how, how do you not know? I feel like some people were saying maybe Britney just doesn't have many friends, so people just invited some celebrities to make her feel good or something. But at the same time, if you don't have a lot of friends, you can just do an intimate ceremony, intimate wedding, go to some vacation destination. Like, I don't have a bunch of friends. That's probably what I plan on doing. So that just seemed silly to me that people would excuse inviting people she doesn't know for that reason. Um, another reason is that she didn't even know that Ansel Elgort was going to be there at all. She posted an Instagram photo of Ansel Elgort dancing at her wedding and said, oh my God, the guy from Baby Driver is here. Girl, what? You you don't know his real name. You just know him as the guy from Baby Driver. And if Ansel Elgort is there, you know it's a fucked up situation because he's a shady bitch. So really 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 sketchy guest list the first row of this wedding too of this britney spears like magical wedding that was set up in her back fucking yard was instagram models the first row was instagram models like b like bbl'd kylie jenner lookalikes thick lips and you know what i say on here never trust the instagram models ever so first row all instagram models they were like seat fillers like they do at award shows just complete seat fillers to make it seem real Absolutely not. The gag is, is that she actually unfollowed Selena Gomez the next day after her wedding. Huh? And then she posted a shady post of Selena Gomez, like, sitting right in her face. And the photo said that three girls at a restaurant came up to her so loud and drunk and sat right beside her with that gross, with that gross smell of alcohol that got right in her face. Then she said that reminded her of someone at her wedding. And that she was traumatized. And she put the photo with the photo of Selena Gomez in her face. Can you fucking believe that? Insane. So she was traumatized by Selena Gomez. Let's add that to the list of people traumatized by Selena Gomez. Raise your hand if you feel per personally victimized by Selena Gomez. But yeah, totally, completely fake. And then I think the most compelling piece of evidence that this wedding was a farce is that her first husband, Jason Alexander tried to break into her house the day of the wedding. Remember that on TMZ? Everyone's like, wow, what a creep. Give it up. Britney doesn't like you. Everyone from Britney's past just sucks. They're trying to ruin her happiness. No. If you watch the full video of Jason trying to get into her house, he's asking like, where's Britney? Where's Britney? Uh, this is a bullshit wedding. This is completely fake. Like he's trying to save her. He's asking, is she okay? Because I think he knows they're setting up a fake wedding for Britney Spears that day and he's probably worried what they're actually 
going to do for her, going to do to her. Something else is that Vogue ran an article about the jewelry she was wearing that probably whatever team was behind this made Vogue run so it would look real because they always do that with celebrity weddings. Like they do these fun little articles about what they wore and how much their diamonds cost. But she wasn't wearing any of the jewelry they talked about in that article. Then something else that's like super, super compelling is that Britney posted this really weird post right after her wedding. I'll just read a little snippet of it. It said, I mean, I haven't held a mic in seven years. So that sassy girl dancing lit up the room for them with some chemistry. Anyways, this is me before the dance floor was full. Kiss by Prince. I'm going to show you what it's all about. The kiss. P.S. There were sure a hell of, there were sure hell of a lot of women around. When can I meet your dad, Hassam? Why would she post that? Hassam is Sam Asghari's like real name. So she said, when can I meet your dad? Then in this post, she kept saying seven years. And when I said Prince, she capitalized the word Prince. The singer Prince has a song where he keeps saying the phrase seven years over and over again. Prince has a song, keeps saying the phrase seven years over and over again. And the title of that song is Let's Pretend We're Married. Can you believe it? Is Britney Spears some evil genius mastermind sending us these cryptic messages still? Is she okay? Are people trying to like, like tranquilize Britney Spears' brain because she's such a genius and she's too powerful for her own good? I don't know. It's just so weird. It's just so crazy. But yeah, people have always thought Sam was in on it and on the evil side. And I never really thought that, but now I think Sam wasn't necessarily on the evil side, but he was a paid actor who was like under a contract and Britney thought they had real love, but they did not. And now they're just done. And it's like, if Britney was saying, I can't be unconditionally loved by him anymore, why would she be with him anymore? And it sounds like he never really loved her in the first place. So lastly, Britney said in an Instagram post that quote, she wasn't really present at her wedding. So, of course, the internet ran wild with she wasn't actually there. They AI'd a bunch of photos of her. And that is kind of convincing because there are photos of Sam with every single guest, like Madonna and Donatella, but no single photos of Britney and Madonna. So why did Madonna only take a photo with Sam and not Britney? I don't know. I just wouldn't feel... I Yeah, I, I just feel scared about the whole situation. So at least she's done with that marriage now. Thank you, next bitch. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me on Pop Culture University today. Um, again, I'm so sorry the episode was late. Going through so much shit right now. But I think I said in a previous episode, like, successful people, they make that shit happen no matter what. Come hurricane, earthquake, or spider inf- infestation, I will get this episode done. It just might be slightly delayed by a day or two. But thank you for tuning in, students. Um, you're the best. Should we do the superlatives? I feel like we haven't done that in a minute. But if you're new, this is how we kind of end the episode. We give superlatives for the celebrities we discuss kind of like if it's a school. So the secret villain of the week is Sam Asghari. That's one of the worst conser- uh, superlatives you can get being the secret villain. For sure, Sam, you never love Brittany. You're a fake. And I tried to root for you, but I just couldn't anymore. The most likely to be canceled next celebrity 
Haley Bieber. If she's really involved in getting Justin in his conservatorship, Haley Bieber, you are walking on thin ice. The believers will insurrect your house. Public enemy number one, Scooter Braun. Everyone hates Scooter Braun. Everyone is leaving him. He wins his relative for this week of public pop culture enemy number one. America's favorite celebrity this week, I would say, is Miley Cyrus. I feel like people are rooting for her. We hope she's okay. She's putting out a new single. She's about to do the Super Bowl. Miley Cyrus, you are our favorite celebrity this week. And lastly, the messy bitch who lives for the drama, I'm going to say is Britney Spears. (laughs) You can say what you want about Britney. There's still some brain up there working real hard. Real fucking hard. And she's living for the drama, bitch. I feel like that's literally what's keeping her alive at this point. Just the fucking drama of it all. So those are the superlatives for today. Uh, I feel like this was a really long packed episode, but I wanted to make it up for you guys. So students, y'all are the best. Um, Go answer the poll question so you can be featured next week. And until next Tuesday, stay safe. It's rough out there, y'all. So stay safe. I love you. Rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, post it on your story and tag me. I'll hit you up. Follow my Instagram for more updates about the podcast. If anything else happens, Petty Pop Culture on TikTok and YouTube as well. And then my Snapchat show, Unfiltered Pop. Follow me on all of those things. Got a shamelessly promo before I leave. But yeah, I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Okay, bye. Love you all.